Ian. Dave. How you doing, buddy? I am well. I did injure myself again. No. <laughs> no, Ian. Ian, do we need to just wrap you in bubble wrap? Are you okay? Give me give me a rundown. What did you do? Where does it hurt? My hand. I hurt my hand again. Okay. A different hand. Uh, my left hand. Oh, I'm running okay. out of hands to hurt. Um, <laughs> it did happen at the lemons race, which we're going to talk about. Mm. Okay. Um, I okay. did hurt myself at lemons. Now, people may remember that I, the last lemons race I did, uh, I slightly caught fire. <laughs> and I received, I had to get check in at the ambulance at High Plains for that. Um, but I, I did not receive any medical attention, really. It didn't, they didn't, there was no intervention needed. Okay. Um, this time, I was making coffee for a teammate, <laughs> and I spilled boiling hot water on my hand. <laughs> An entire cup of coffee of boiling hot water. Oh, God, that hurts so bad. Yeah. yeah. Bl- blisters? So, blisters and stuff? Yeah, so it happened right before I went to drive, so I oh. drove the stints with my hand, because it felt really nice with my glove on, because it's basically, it's a tight glove, and it kind of like yeah. wrapped it. And I took my glove off after the stint and I could see, I could watch the blisters form. And I was like, hi, oh. I'm going to go find a doctor. <laughs> oh, God. So. Oh, yeah. So, you know, race car on fire, <laughs> totally fine. Making coffee to the ambulance. <laughs> I do like to think that, like, when the race car was on fire, your protective layer of body hair melted off first, like at least to some degree. And that, that there was protected. a little whiff of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I would gather that you get that smell way like a fair amount. Like co- I get it cooking, right? Grilling, cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But the boiling water, man, that's, that's another thing you, Oh, it buddy. So bad. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I mean, I feel like, like I, I hit 40 and it's just like <laughs> all coordination is gone. Just, it's just, it's a shit show over here. <laughs> Welcome to being in your forties, Ian. Welcome mm, to be. Cheers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, Tea. you're further cementing that in six days from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Right. Yep. It's true. Um, allegedly, allegedly. Okay. All right. Well, we have some stuff to talk about. We definitely want to talk about lemons, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I need to talk about some stuff, Ian, and I, I need to talk to somebody. I need to, I need to, it's time for you. You paid your copay at the front. Let's, let's, let's hear it. Ian, I, oh God. I've been thinking about the Apple Vision Pro, Ian. I've been thinking about (laughs) Tim Apple's fucking headset. His fucking ski goggles, Ian. And I can't stop fucking thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about tech right now. Okay? Yeah. So, okay. All right. Let me give you some background. Let me give the people some background. So, I, I am an atheist. Okay? I don't believe Okay. I don't believe (laughs) in the hype. I, well, that's, where, I, that's where we're starting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I promise I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I, I do not believe in a higher being. That's just how I am. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, there are still some pieces that I need to kind of have like click into some kind of structure in my life. Right. Sure. 
And I think that oftentimes I, what I want is I want kind of the um, confidence that things are going to be better in the future. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's been very, very hard within the past, you know, eight years. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like when we were talking to Farah and, and he was like, well, what about the war crimes when you were 12 years old? He's like, I was 12. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, like I, I need to feel like things are progressing along a line where like, let's say one day, you know, anyone that's ever been othered, like is no longer othered. Right. Like mm-hmm. I want to know that we're going to get there. So oftentimes what I do is I place my faith in other human beings because they're the ones that make things in the world today change. Mm -hmm. Right. And I like, I think we've gone through the the valley of stupidity, not the valley of stupidity, but like we've, we've learned who Elon really is. Oh, we're in that, baby. Right. We're in the valley of stupidity. We're never getting out, but like we've learned who Elon really is. Like, I think that there was, a time when like, there certainly was a time when I admired him, you know, mm-hmm. and for what I thought he was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I want to put faith in other people. Right. And I'm having a really, really hard time squaring how that's going to look through the fucking ski goggles that <laughs> Tim Apple is coming up with for uh-huh. the Apple Vision Pro headset. Like, I, it's so. I, I don't know. It's it's so tough to like believe that like things are going to get better when I see something like this, right? Mm-hmm. So for anyone who doesn't know, all right, the Apple's like augmented reality headset thing, right? Okay, here's a here's a lady wearing it. Okay, so <laughs> so just in case you didn't know, you see, you, you see her eyes right there. You see her eyes. Right? Yeah. No, you don't. That is that is a display on the thing that faces outward. This is not a translucent or transparent device. There is a display that is showing you, showing you the person looking at the idiot wearing this, what a camera sees of their eyes. It's like synthesizing a view, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically what you're seeing is you're seeing like this <laughs> i'm holding up my iphone to my own eye right you see this is this is it this is it this is what you're looking at okay? your props <laughs> Ian, tim apple gave me these props okay all right i yeah look you know you know i love apple you know i have a very complicated relationship with apple for right? sure yeah um i'm gonna take that away from my eye right now who knows what kind of long-term damage that's done but <laughs> when I see something like this, like it, it makes me, it, my mind goes straight to some fucking idiot is going to try to drive with this thing on. Somebody is going to try to drive a real car with this thing strapped to their fucking head. And I, I do not want the headline. I do not want to see it. I want to mute all things Apple on my Twitter feed. So it never even touches me. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the bliss that you feel when you're, when you see like, like that whole try guys thing, yes. right? When you yep. saw that and you were like, I'm so glad I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm going to yep. go on about my day. That's what I want, but I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to be able to fucking get that. Ian. No. no, you're not. Somebody's going to drive a fucking car <laughs> with this thing. 
Somebody is. You know, I'm so happy that you. <laughs> yes. And this this beam that you created is great. I love it. So for the audio listeners, it's 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 the it's the woman uh, from the ad wearing the fucking ski goggles in a sob, and it just shows what she's seeing, and it's just like check engine light, Craigslist. Uh, sob central forum posts <laughs> therapy resources near me yeah yeah uh-huh. amazing very funny thank you thank you i do i do like i saw somebody on twitter talking about how like this is such a good example of tech not actually solving any problems anymore like we've reached the point where they're not where we built these like really weird incentives because of the way that the financing of the tech world is structured to where like you're not really incentivized to solve a problem at this point. You're incentivized to get bought or like get funding or whatever. Create Um, a subscription service. Right. To, yeah, Yeah. to, to create, yeah, to treat people like ATMs. And it's, it's so apparent in the things that like, because I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately too. I'm very close to the tech world, you know, <laughs> with my career. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the, I had a day a couple of weeks ago where we like went to, we went to a museum downtown okay. and, and we had to, we had to park and I had to go into the museum and get uh, a, it was a museum we weren't a member of. And it was, we had to like pay and stuff. And, both of the things that we had to use were automated systems that just fucking sucked. Like I ended up paying $30 for two hours of parking because they did the thing to buy an hourly rate was broken and there was no other option. I could have downloaded an app on the phone, on my phone, created an account, right? Created an account and all the other thing, or I could pay the daily rate right at the park. So I was like, fuck this. This is already taking way too long. My toddler is standing in the rain waiting for me to complete this transaction. Right. Which should just be very like, I give you money, you give me parking. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right? So, whatever. I I will pay whatever. I just want to get out of this five-foot radius into the (laughs) museum. Right. Yeah. Without worrying about your car getting towed. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I'm already annoyed, and then we go into the thing, and there's, it's not like a super place. One of the smaller museums in Denver, smaller art museum. It's a great, the content is great, but like the check-in procedure is there's three people standing behind desks who are talking to nobody. And there's a kiosk that you have to use. Oh boy. And you have to create an account. You have to give them your phone number and your email. It won't let you in. You have to, because it'll text you the QR code that the person behind the desk then scans. Oh my God. Okay. And it's like, how did this, this is solving nothing all except it's, for giving somebody, some, whatever person sold this to the museum, my information. Right. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's the only benefit to this. Right. Right. I, I, I've, know. I've dealt with this at work recently with a parking system and like this specific vendor was like, you know, um, Oh, it, it's guaranteed to not cost you anything for like the first two years, something like that. After that, the ROI is going to start, you know, rolling in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, like, it, well, yeah, because you're collecting like people's human data. Like, right. yeah, sure. It's free for 
us, you know, right? Like the corporation yeah. is free for us, but what the fuck are you doing with our patient's data? You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Our employee and patient data, right? Yeah. Like I there's that tweet that uh, fucking classic tweet now that's like it was just somebody flatly saying like I'm not scanning a QR code to get the restaurant menu. I'm with the boomers on this one, right? I'm right there with you. Yes, yes, right. Because it didn't solve a problem. Right, right. Especially if it's just a fucking PDF of the thing you were going to print out anyway. I I have I have a thing so clear in my mind. Forever ago, back when you commonly would use a VGA connection for a computer, okay, mm -hmm. for your monitor. I, for some reason, there was some weird thing that I was doing at work with monitors or something. I don't even remember, but basically I needed, I needed to connect to VGA cables that I think were wired into whatever devices they were. Right. right. Mm -hmm. But VGA cables are all male connectors. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm back like super nice guy that I used to work with. He's retired now. His name is John. Uh, but, and we're back there like, you know, digging through boxes of cables as we all, all do. Right. And, uh, and he's like, oh, how about this? And it was a, um, it was a VGA extension cable. <laughs> and I was like, this, <laughs> I, I, we were joking around. Like he, he, I did not mean this in a mean way and he did not take it in a mean way. I was like, thank you. But all this does is make my problem longer. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like, I like in addition to making problems longer today, the tech is now compromising things as well. So like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's very eroding and it's very upsetting. And when I see things like the fucking ski goggles of Apple, like, I feel like you're just moving the problem or you're moving a thing. You're not solving anything. Or and, in this case, creating entirely new problems right. that would never have existed. Exactly. exactly. Had you not done this. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. I mean, there was, there was a lawsuit that somebody brought against Apple saying that they should automatically dis disable FaceTime if they detect that someone's driving. And I'm pretty sure Apple just was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I, I don't think it went anywhere, but you know, like, I mean, this is, this is the world we live in today. This is the world we live in today. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's hard. real dumb. It's hard. It's, it's very hard. It's, it's been difficult. And like, so reading about this, reading about the Neuralink, like the fucking, the chip that Elon wants to put in, the literal chip that Elon wants to put in people's brains. Also, the fact that like fucking anti-vaxxers are signing up for this, be, like to get a literal chip right. when they won't take a fucking mRNA, right? Because <laughs> they think that the Bill Gates, like, it has a chip and like, I just want my chip from a, from a Nazi, not a normal person. Oh, right. Bill Gates is a normal person, but right. Yeah. yeah that's a stretch too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's been, it's been tough. I've, I have Well, and I think I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think for me, the reason that it's been tough to see this sort of stuff is that I do think like, obviously technology has made our lives better. Right. And I think, still on uh, on the on the net if you excuse the pun it's been a the internet has been a positive thing right like right. obviously yeah and and to see it now we're so clearly at the point now where 
we're only making things where it's only making things worse right is really it's it's a bummer for for people like us who like either not still do or at one time really did believe in that promise of like you know it's a good thing that i can i have access to some knowledge that someone in new zealand generated you know like right. that's right objectively a good thing right. um it's just what are we doing with it and what problems are we solving with it and at this point like we're just creating new ones that <laughs> I, it's, I don't know i don't know and, and I, but i don't and i don't know how to unfuck it like i don't know how to right unwind that and make it how do, how do you incentivize people solving problems again i don't know how to do that right 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 so I think that the incentivization is is a really key part, right? Because I think that what what we've seen is that like it's not hard to incentivize like my industry, right? Like a tiny little community hospital that does not have a neurologist, right? Being able to beam a neurologist from a university hospital into that small community clinic to provide mm-hmm stroke care right and like help the local staff that are already understaffed and and stressed out dealing with something outside of their comfort zone right like you can look at that technology and feel like humankind is making a good change right but that but then you think like if you're an idiot with four thousand dollars in your pocket walking around the mall like and then just plunking it down for a pair of ski goggles that just moves the problem from your laptop to your face. Mm-hmm. What are people going to, what are people going to want? What's shiny? Right. Right. Like, yeah. That, that I think is the, the issue. Right. Well, like telemedicine, that's a great, it's a perfect example of like, that's a, it's a, that is a, a technology problem for a like layer eight yeah. or it's a technology solution for a, a layer eight layer eight meaning like people and and politics problem right now one could argue that the same reason that tech is having these these things these problems is sort of the same thing that's happening in like the medical field and all the all the other fields in the in the country right now which is like the like kind of pervasive like private equity stuff you know like every shareholders and private equity have way more say in the conversation. So they are just driving costs down. They're driving, you know, efficiencies and cost cutting and consolidation. And so like in the medical community, right? Like, you know, you're seeing it, right? Where hospital systems are now, there's only a few of them and they're massive. And so of course, small communities are underserved. So in a way, like, you know, that sort of perpetuates the problem that right. necessitated the technology solution in the first place. And like, we're just bad at figuring out like why things are a problem in the first place. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. So of course we're bad at designing solutions when you don't even know what the fucking problem is. Right. Why, why, why is there a gap in funding that prevents a neurologist from being on staff at that community hospital to begin with? Right. Right. Why, mm-hmm. why does that exist? Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. 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 So, and and that's what we, we've always said, like technology can, can solve a technology problem. Right. And at one level, telemedicine is a technology problem, right? Like right. that it's solving, but it can never solve 
for the other one. It just right. moves it, right? Because right? you're just yep. moving that cost somewhere yep. else. Yep, exactly. all you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And oftentimes it's not a straight move, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times it's it's if it, I mean, Uber is a great example of that, right? Where like the cost of running a taxi service and the licensing and all of that stuff. Some of it was obviously corrupt and bloated and like the medallion right. thing in yeah, New York or right. whatever. But really <laughs> all of that stuff was just hidden. Somebody was paying for your ride right. in 2012 or whatever it was when that launched, you know, it just wasn't really you. Right. It was somebody with a vested interest in making sure they destroyed the taxi unions and all this sort right. of stuff. Like it's so insidious and terrible the incentives that get built for this stuff. And I mean, if they were really interested in solving the problem, if Uber was really interested in solving the problem, that technology was super cool. Licensing it to taxi companies (laughs) would have been those that would have made sense. Right. 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 But that's not what, that's not what happened. No, that isn't. Yeah. Hashtag disruptor. Yeah. 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 Anyway, anyway, now you got me going on a tech. You said <laughs> the, the, the table of contents is Dave has a tech rant. Now I'm going off on private equity. Jesus. <laughs> well, I, I would like to call out a book that I read forever ago. Okay. Mm. So it's, it, it's a book about a helicopter pilot in Vietnam. Have, have we talked about this book? It's called Chicken Hawk. I don't think so. Okay. I, th- I think you would love it. I th- it's a great book. Um, uh, let me, it's by Robert Mason. Um, it is a, it's a fantastic read. Um, I'm, I don't read much. And when I do, it is typically nonfiction or like, mm-hmm. you know, graphic novels and stuff like that. But, um, Chicken Hawk is a great book. So there is a story in it. I mean, if you, if you want the story to come up, it doesn't like spoil anything, but I think it's a really poignant story and better told by a legitimate, amazing author named Robert Mason, uh, then, some idiot with a podcast, but so skip five ish minutes ahead. If, if you want to read it yourself. Um, so in the book, uh, in Vietnam, uh, they had a helicopter that was shot down. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and what would the, the process for what would happen after an event like that is that the army would go to the, like the service area of that helicopter And they would ask folks what was on the helicopter, what kind of supplies and things like that, so that they could be replenished, right? Right. And so people would make this log of stuff, you know, that was on the helicopter. And the I already know what's going to happen. You do, you do. It turns out that as things progressed, people got wise to this. Eventually, the logs became so full that if the helicopters were like truly carrying that. They, they, it was too much weight and they never could have taken off. Right. Yeah. It was like three times the yeah. capacity of a helicopter. Yeah. yeah. Right. A 30 year old scotch. Yeah. That's the ticket. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And so I think that a lot of times with technology, mm. they see it as this, like this wish list. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I know that in the industry that I'm in, it, you know, telemedicine and healthcare, I've seen that happen a million times. And it's very important to remember that people are just going to try to tack on a solution or to, to something that has the tech has no relevance to fulfilling to begin with. Right. And in fact, it's a problem that they never really had. Right. For sure. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I would highly recommend Chicken Hawk by Robert Mason. We'll put a link in the podcast description. I like I like that analogy. That's good. Yeah, I th- I think you would love that book, Ian. It's great. I you know yeah. I'm not like a, a military you know kind of mm-hmm. person, and this is this is told by somebody that uh, they have a great perspective, and yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a very interesting book, especially an insight into a period of time that was so close to us, but is still kind of far from us as like forty year old people, right? Sure. You know. Yeah. 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 So. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Dave? I had the perfect. Uh, antidote to this tech rant nonsense. Do you really? I, I really do. So okay. <clears throat> this last weekend was Lamar. And ah. I don't know if you followed any of it this year. This year was very, very cool race because it's kind of the first year where they really had successfully sort of merged the IMSA series over in North, here in North America and then the... Um, the uh the wec over in in europe and so we there was like tons of competitors in the hypercar in the top class um there was like peugeot with who had a gorgeous car a gorgeous race car um cadillac porsche toyota like and ferrari who won for the first time since the 60s or something so it was just a really cool race but the thing that I was like completely obsessed with, along with most everybody else, was the Garage 56 entry, the NASCAR entry. Yep. yep. Because like it was just so incongruent and so like, you know, talk about having just like a low-tech cool solution to something. Right. Oh my god, it's the best. So basically NASCAR. A NASCAR team decided to to show off the next gen NASCARs, uh, NASCAR stock cars um, at Le Mans, and developed this this kind of kind of lightly modified Cup car uh, to run at Le Mans, and so it's got real headlights. It's got <laughs> they took. I can't remember like several hundred pounds out of the chassis. Right. They had, right. To, they had to lighten it. Um, it's wider wheels, but like it's a cup car engine. It's a cup car driveline. Like it's, and like the, the suspension components were all next gen cup car. Like it's a legit NASCAR cup car. Is it like um, it's, it's like if you had NASCAR with no restrictions, right? Yeah, kind of. So basically I, I watched an interview with, uh, one of the engineers behind it, and they, they basically said like uh, that they they kind of like imsified this cup car. So like they are okay. there was already when they were doing the the uh, the next gen design, they were already kind of cross talking with IMSA about like oh what are you guys doing endurance stuff because they wanted to increase the longevity the longevity of some of the components like the driveline components and stuff like that. Okay. So already the cup cars were built to a standard that was close to what IMSA was doing for endurance racing. Um, So, so that's kind of what enabled this project to move forward. But the thing that like, I can't get out of my head is I put a, a link to it in the, in the notes, there's a photo. So every year at Lamal, they do a grid photo and this photo. Oh yeah. Yes. It's taken from like the eye line of the hypercars, of the like the LMP cars, the, the prototypes. Yes. 
and you just see lurking in the background this fucking behemoth. Like, hey guys, it looks so huge. <laughs> so giant <laughs> yes it's like me standing like with a bunch of kindergartners like yes that's yes it, yeah it's like billy madison right? <laughs> it, is. it is this is so great i love this picture so much yeah and yeah. like and like jensen button was driving you know so like he just is just like this is just like pure joy like this is just yeah. This is fun, right? Like, right. This is hilarious. Apparently, people in France were just like losing their minds every time I went down the street because you, you'd watch the feed and all of these cars sound like fucking spaceships. Right. And then right. this thing comes over. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so great. Right. Like all of a sudden, everybody just has a freaking hot dog in their hand, like when it goes by. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yes. and, yeah. And like a Neil Young CD. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not like, especially like a big fan of NASCAR. I'm not especially like rah, rah, especially when it comes to like Americans overseas. Like we just talked about that the other week, right? Right. But man, this, (laughs) this is awesome. This is is so rad. This is the kind of stuff that makes you proud, right? Like, yes, like hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Proud to proud to be from the country that does shit like this. Right. Right. Yeah. And Hey, and, and I think, it's the it kind of goes back to like what we were talking about with that other idiot with right. Ferrucci, uh, acting like a, a moron and getting kicked out. Like this is an expression of joy. Yes. Right? Yes. And I think that was infectious and people kind of responded to it. And like that's that's how you do representation. That's how exactly. you do ambassadorship, right? Like right. Right. Y- you don't you don't act like an entitled asshole. Right. Right. And then, and then come home. You, you do, you do cool stuff. Right. And then you say, Hey, we're doing cool stuff. Right. Right. And the people that are there where the cool stuff is happening are like, awesome. Someone else is doing a cool thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think people were, uh, I watched an interview with Jensen Button too, where apparently they were, (laughs) They were so nervous that this thing was going to be slow in the corners that they were going to wave a white flag whenever okay. it was in the Porsche curves, especially because that's like a high speed corner. Um, that was the plan because they thought <laughs> this is just going to go fast in a straight line and then right. be slow in the corners. And actually what ended up happening is they were slower in a straight line than the, the GT cars because of all the downforce that they had to add to it. Right. But they were actually catching them in the corners. <laughs> I saw some Because people. it had... Yeah, yeah. It, it looks crazy uh, going th- <laughs> through some of the chicanes and stuff. Like, could you imagine being in like a prototype Le Mans car and seeing this behemoth barrel down on you? Well, the the prototypes were definitely way faster than this. Oh, right, right. Because uh, they're like a half the weight. Or sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but the GT cars, this thing was faster than all the GT cars, <laughs> so which great. is crazy. So great. Yeah. 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 Um, but- yeah. Like what? So like, let's say you hosted somebody from, I don't know, uh, Ethiopia, a native person from Ethiopia in your house. Right. Mm-hmm. And you cook them your favorite dish. Right? right. And they had like, you would, no matter what their reaction was, like if it was coming from a genuine place, 
you would love to see that, right? Like you mm-hmm. would love to see their reaction. If like, if, if you went to Ethiopia and demanded a fucking cheeseburger, right? Yeah. They would be pissed at rightly so. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I, I, I love you're exactly right. This is the right way to do ambassadorship mm-hmm. and to, yeah. To make people happy, you know? Yeah. But also I just want from now on every iconic motorsport event. I just want one incongruent. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. sore thumb yeah to be there yeah you know yeah some guy on like a turbo unicycle at like at like a rallycross <laughs> yeah yeah or just a nascar at <laughs> rallycross like you know what yeah copy paste put nascar everywhere let's do it monaco yeah, yeah. you think you can't pass now <laughs> wait till this thing's there <laughs> just grinding on the on both sides of the wall yeah one shows up at a red bull air race (laughs) yeah exactly and like they didn't get an show like they had a mechanical issue with a couple hours to go which is a bummer but you know they didn't like trip over anyone else no there are three you know amazing drivers yeah um i don't know man this is like i've been obsessed with it and as you should be really really cool no this represents the things that we are here for man like we are like this is like this is motorsports doing what it does where it's like connecting and whipping up amazing enthusiasm yeah Mm -hmm. i'm a hundred percent here for it ian yeah yeah Yeah. so anyway i thought that was a good yeah good uh palate cleanser from the the tech rant absolutely absolutely man yeah yeah absolutely nice dude yeah yeah so, I mean, we, we need to get into it. We need to, like, we need to go from Le Mans to Le Mans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, do you have any pictures for me? Do I, I need took to? nary a picture. Oh, boy. Okay. So, I'm going to put our cameras just on you and me. All right. Okay. All right, Pappy. Tell, tell me the story about you running with the Dirty Racers at the yes. Lemons BFE GP. Yes. So... We, at the very last minute, got the car together. You uh, pulled as, subsequent four four forty five a.m. nights, as is our want. You know, I I put in some hours, but nothing compared to what Brian and Joe did. You know, they they put in crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy hours. Um, I did a fraction of what they did, so I can only imagine how tired they were when race weekend finally got there. Um, but we got, they got the truck running and everything. Like the big thing was we rewired the whole truck. Um, which is what I was spending most of my time on. I was helping Joe with rewiring the whole truck because it's a new engine, new ECU. And Joe really wanted to do like this design of like sub harnesses to make it easier to take the engine in and out. Um, um, because the engines themselves are like $200. They're like the cheapest component in the whole truck. Okay. So, uh, it's an LT one now instead of a Vortec, okay. uh, which solved a bunch of problems and enabled us to do a bunch of things. Um, but so got it together, got on the trailer. It was there on Friday. It didn't actually run on like, we didn't, I don't think we got any running in on Friday. I wasn't there. Um, it was, I, got, I assume it was pushed through tech again. 
Uh, no, it was running. It, it, it ran through tech. Okay. Um, there was like a couple of things to button up for tech that was all done by Saturday morning. So Saturday was only me and Brian. Like it was only two of us. Right. Uh, Cause uh, Joe's kid had a birthday and it was raining. Yeah. Um, it rained all weekend. Yeah. We've had a crazy amount of rain here in Colorado for the season. Yeah. And I was very um, nervous for you remotely, like 60 miles away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the good news is that that truck is actually, it's really easy to drive, especially now. Like it's, it's got all brand new front suspension. Um, the brakes are really dialed. Um, and I don't know, like it's, it's got a lot, it's very neutral. Like it doesn't, it doesn't oversteer really. It's got great traction out of the corners. So like, it's pretty easy to drive when it's working. Um, <laughs> so easy, in fact, and so well dialed that you got 15 penalty laps. We did get 15 penalty laps, which is hilarious because the last time we were there, again, on fire. Yeah, giving, um, giving this team penalty laps is just kicking them while they're down. Right. If and anything, so like, you give them 15 laps. So Saturday, like we knew like it's only two of us. There's no way we're going to be competitive, even if the car is working perfectly. There's no way we're going to be competitive. So I was like, this is going to be a shakedown day. Let's get it. Let's, I want to see us in positive numbers. That was my goal. Okay. That was my stated goal for Saturday. Like, so let's get out of penalty 16 laps. laps. <laughs> At least. That was, yeah. I want to uh-huh. see a positive number and that's it. Um, and if I, if we get to that, then we'll be happy. And anything past that is gravy. Well. Um, <laughs> so we got to four. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to say. Plus four. Yeah, you did 19 laps. Uh-huh. So. Brian had a bit of an off and um, cause it was, you know, wet yeah. and rainy. And um, when he spun off, um, he managed to sever one of the brake lines. Ooh. And it, it has, it was like a weird freak thing, right? Like it flipped something in the grass um, and it, and it cut one of the brake lines. Wow. Okay. And it's, of course they're like, they're Corvette brakes, which is great. They feel awesome. But apparently those little brake lines are really hard to find because they have like really specific like banjo fittings on the end. Okay. And GM doesn't carry those anymore. So you can only get them as like upgrades now. Right. Like stainless steel ones. So like the rubber ones from the factory don't exist anywhere in Denver. Um, and I know that because I was driving around Denver on Saturday trying to find one. <laughs> and then it turned out that there was one three garages down from a team that was running a Corvette no. um, in the race. Yeah. So we found one, but by the time, like we got that all figured out. And the other thing we had to fix was there was no front bumper on it, which we haven't run a front bumper for like four races. Uh-huh. And they suddenly were like, when he was serving his black flag for going off, they were like, well, you don't have a front bumper. <laughs> and we we're like, yeah, no, we went through tech yesterday. <laughs> And so we had to go back to the garage to get the bumper. To put okay. It on. Um, so then there was no crash bar. So we had to get the crash bar on. Okay. Okay. Um, so by the time all that happened, it was past the time. So then Sunday, we're going to go, we, we got the car ready. We didn't stay up crazy late. Had, a, had it all. Did you stay at the in. track or go home? Stayed at the track. Okay. Um, we had an RV. Which nice. Was, nice. Thank Clutch. God. Cause it was Clutch. so wet. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so Sunday I was going to start, um, and I went out and man, it was wet when I went out 
and it was starting it, but it was kind of tailing off. Um, it was drying out. Um, and man, it felt really good. The thing's like a fucking rocket ship. Like you get it pointed straight and nail it. And it's just woof, like down the straight, you okay. know, like super fun. Um, and, and it handles well enough that you have tons of options, right? Like it's just, it's like good under the, it feels good under the brakes. Like I was out breaking people. Um, it, it feels pretty good in the corner. It's still not like the fastest through the corners. Cause it doesn't like to be hurried that much. Right. Um, and you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't have like the absolute grip of like some of the faster Miatas and stuff or some of the BMWs, but the traction is amazing. So you get it even in the wet, like it had great traction. You just go. And, you, and then when you did get greedy, you had so much time. It was so progressive. Like it doesn't snap okay. at all. Okay. So it was super fun to drive even in the rain. And so I was like just getting more and more confident and just having fun. And, um, I went into turn four at high plains but halfway through the stint, it was probably 40 minutes in. And one time I went to heel toe, which I hadn't missed the heel toe the entire stint. Went to heel toe and it didn't blip. Like it didn't blip as I was expecting it to. Like the okay. engine didn't rev. And, and I didn't notice until I had already disengaged the clutch really. And so I locked the rear axle a bit and it kind of juddered. And then it was fine. And I kept going. Yeah. A couple I, laps later, I, I have the apple beach ball on my face. Yeah. Yeah. So then the next lap, um, I noticed that there's something on the track. And it was like at turn four. And I was like, I wonder what that's about. And then the next lap, I radio in because I figured out what it was. I was like, some idiot is driving around out here, left their serpentine belt on the on the track. <laughs> I literally, I literally radioed that in. And then I kept driving. Kept driving for like 10 more laps. Uh-huh. Happy as a clam. This thing's driving great. It's so much fun. Uh-huh. It's really responsive. It's great. Okay. So here's what happened. So so then I go into turn, what is that? Turn 11, going back up the hill right before the end of the lap, right? Right, right before the S's. And I have no steering. <laughs> right. Can't steer. It's Nothing. all gone. So what happened was we had our, we, they had uh, gone with an electric power steering pump. Okay. So removed it. But the power steering pump was still there. The body of it was still there. It's just like a pulley in the... Right. Like basically Sometimes the you need that like for the serpentine belt routing. Like it'll be off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we knew before the race that the bearing... Uh, like on <laughs> Sunday morning, the bearing was starting to complain a little bit the bearing was starting to make a little bit of noise uh-huh. but we thought uh, we'll be we'll be fine for today turns out no so the bearing seized uh-huh. um and that was why it didn't blip and uh-huh. then when i locked the rear axle it yeeted. Spun, it's it, yeah you did the <laughs> the thing off into the middle of turn four and then i was like what idiots are you about a safety belt so then we had no electrons happening and <laughs> i just didn't notice uh-huh. i was just too busy driving having fun <laughs> like getting faster and uh and luckily the first thing to give up was the power steering pump so uh-huh. i had about a half a lap uh-huh. of warning 
before the injectors or the, before like <laughs> injectors stop working or or coils or whatever. Right. Um, so I could make it back to the to the paddock. Um, so we ended up doing. We didn't have a solution for that uh, that. Uh, the thing bearing. being seized, that yep. bearing being seized. So we did the old swapping batteries trick. No. And just, yeah, we're doing that, sending people out for like 10 minutes at a time. <laughs> so like Joe got like 10 minutes at a time. Uh, uh-huh. You know, so I think we did a total of like. I know exactly like, how many laps you did. Minus, would, are you factoring in the 15 penalty laps? Yeah, Is I know six, exactly. like 65? I know exactly. So day one, you did 19 laps. Day mm-hmm. two, you did 47 laps. Yeah. Ian, and I think I had a majority of those. You, on, yeah, you did. Ian, yeah. I like when you're doing these things, I watch race monitor like a hawk. How many times have I texted you and been like, yeah, I see you haven't been running. What's going on? Right. Yeah. 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 I yeah. watch that stuff because I care about my boy. I know. I know. I know. Um, yeah. But, so well, here's the thing. Real quick. Let's put this yeah. in context. Context. Mm-hmm. Let's, we can't say the number of laps that you've done without kind of mentioning how many laps, say, like the winning team did. <laughs> Do you, would you like to guess, Ian? It was like 239 or something, right? Uh, off Two. by 60, 297 laps. Okay. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, let me tell you why I feel better about this than that total. Like, obviously, I wish I had had more seat time. I wish we had run more. I wish we were competitive, all that stuff. But this is the first time we put a working car back on the trailer. Like, right. We've, right. we've never finished a race on eight cylinders before. Right. And, you know, the things that went wrong are like, race car things right yeah a freak brake line cut sure right right yeah and like you know that pulley tearing itself apart which was fine before the race started and then like well, deteriorated here's the thing do you know what cools a power steering pump that keeps it from overheating this is the power steering fluid it's the power steering fluid so the fluid circulating through the pump is what keeps mm. it cool and keeps it that's smart well so there's a there's a solution for it long term there there's is a, like a yeah a so. delete bracket and a pulley yeah. that yeah like mm-hmm. yeah that turns it into a tensioner or a different belt routing or whatever yeah yeah and we were goofing around with like trying to figure out if there was a belt routing that could we could make work yeah and there wasn't because there's was a water pump in the way and so like there's all these things that have to happen but sure sure you know i i said to joe and brian at the end of the race when we were packing up, I was like, let's, I think we should just, this is race one. Like this, this is race one. Right. Kind of reset race one. Right. We're doing great. Like as long as we don't create crazy new projects for ourselves. Right. Right. And just focus on fixing the things that broke. Right. Um, I think we're in good shape. Cause like the thing is, the thing is fast and, and easy to drive right now. Like I, that's the other thing that I was in the back of my head about, about it was like it's easy enough to drive and like neutral enough that like i wouldn't feel bad putting a novice in there okay you know god it's it's not scary it's approachable you know um there's nothing like you really need to to manage with it as far as like handling or braking or anything okay so um as long as you 
aren't like a total idiot with it. Like it's, it's easy to drive. Okay. So that's, that's good news too. Cause we need more than three people. Yes, you do. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling, I, I feel fairly good about it besides the, and I had fun this weekend. Good. You know, other good. Than scalding myself and not getting as much running time as I would have hoped. What? But, when is yeah. your next race? What's the next planned event? Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're still trying to figure that out. So it might be, they're talking about doing like road America or Gingerman or something like that. So, uh, probably the fall, I think they're not going to do the 24 hour race with the truck. So I'm going to try to find a seat with another team, I think. Okay. Um, for that event. Um, so yeah, I think that's the, that's the plan right now. Okay. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did get a little bit of seat time. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I just, I, I want you, I, I just want you to get some stick time, man. Cause I know my boy, like you, you thrive on that. You were so itchy mm-hmm. when you didn't get wheel to wheel. You know? I know. And like know. having it like just out of grasp, I think, you know, yeah. yeah it's, well, it's and tough. The, the time that I did have was just, it was just fun. Like, yeah. So I got in some good battles. There was no like, pressure. There was no pressure because like, I mean, it's essentially like, I was like, this is just a track day, right? right. Like we're, right. we're hundred, we're like a hundred laps down already. Yeah. So like, it's not like we're going for anything competitive. We just want to like shake this thing down. Um, and I don't know, it was, it was a lot of fun wheel to wheel because you could like, you had so many options, you know, when you're getting past, when people were coming up behind me, Cause there was a couple cars that were really fast in the rain. It was like, you know what? I'm going to decide when you pass me and it's <laughs> going to be advantageous to me. Right. Know? Right. Like I'm yeah. going to decide where I'm going to let you pass. Right. Um, you know, and I would, I would like, I would, I probably held some people up for a corner or two, but then I would give them a point by in a place where I, I knew I was going to be slow anyway. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, and you had so much torque and so much braking that you could really um get into some good scraps with people you know even people that were way faster in the corners um it was just it was fun to be in a car that was like fast in specific ways yeah and and you know and and that was all uh, keep in mind that was like a semi-wet lap i ended up with the fast lap for the for the team which is the first time that's ever happened also (laughs) um so i ended up with like a 227 on a damp track. Oh, that's um, amazing. That's really good. Yeah. And I was telling Joe, like we've had races that I've raced with you guys where that was faster than our dry laps. You know, <laughs> right. like, right. Yeah. We've, we've had trouble getting out of thirties, two forties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that was our wet pace was, was like high two thirties, two forties. Gotcha. Um, and so as it started to dry out, I, I, w- that was the frustrating thing is that like it gave up, just as i was able to lean on it a little bit yeah um and i was a couple of laps away i think from being able to like actually try a dry a dry lap okay um you know like i was still like way off the curbs and you know finding dry lines and stuff like that yeah and i think we were probably and then it started raining again so there was only a small window where there was like true dry running right anyway yeah wow well i'm glad only 
part of your body got injured and that it was not, mm-hmm. you know, because a truck hit you or caught on yeah, fire or exploded in your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you reached up to scratch your face and I saw your hand, Jesus, Ian. Oh, yeah. It looks terrible. Yeah, that's rough. It yeah. looks real bad. You poor thing. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Buddy, yeah. uh, I, we're just going to keep you in Nomex 24-7. I, I think that's what needs to happen. Yeah. I thought I was the injury-prone one, always slicing up my fingies. I yeah. know. And I like think the you last, and I go toe-to-toe on that. Last few weeks, man, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm. Oh, buddy. Well, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to, to future reports. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh because this time he didn't have time to set up like the live streaming and stuff like that. Yeah. Um so all that's like those kinds of projects. The kinds of projects are that are coming are not the kinds that would keep the car off the track. Right? Right. And so that's yeah. a good place to be. It's a good place to be. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Nice, buddy. Nice. Well, do you have time for a license plate game before we wrap the show? Yeah, let's do one real quick, and then and then I think okay. we did a car show. Okay, to get back to tech, Ian, it is a tech-themed license plate game. Good. Okay, Ian. These cars, buddy. All right. Um, okay, here you go. This one is called Wannabe Elon Reply Guys. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. So, you take it in. I'll, I'll narrate what what i'm showing you okay Okay. and obs is being weird so i gotta like resize the window and stuff so okay okay. all right if is that coming through okay to you yep yep okay okay okay, so we've got a a jeep grand cherokee yep cherokee yeah yep it's got some family stickers or something on it yeah then we've got a toyota is that a it's like a forerunner, I think, it's or a Sequoia something. Yeah. Sequoia, maybe, yeah. And a Chevy Bolt. Yep. And the Chevy Bolt has some mountain scenes on the bottom. Yeah, one of those big kind of long the, decals. The license plates. Faraday. Himars? Himars? What is that one? Hi Mars. Hi Mars. Hi Mars. Okay. And megabytes. Yeah. Okay. So none of these are Teslas, but they're all kind of plates that you could see being on a Tesla. Right. Right. Okay. Can you zoom and enhance on on these these guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Ian, here's the Grand Cherokee. We've got a Michigan alumni license plate frame. We've it's the Trailhawk edition of the Grand Cherokee, and uh-huh. they're the family stickers are little skeletons. It's a man. A woman and a dog, it looks like. A little Halloween mm. spooky. And I will tell okay. you, Ian, I did I don't think I saw this around Halloween time. Okay. I could tell you for sure, but yeah. Hmm. Okay. Michigan plate is interesting. Okay. Okay, let's go down to the, the Toyota. Okay. I don't think there's a parking pass. Yep. Doors a little actively <laughs> getting actively getting out of the car. Uh-huh. Kind of blacked out. Okay. I mean, All right. that's really it. Not a lot to go on there. No. And then I want to see this this bolt. What's this mountain scene at the bottom? Yeah, it's it's just mountains. It's like a mountain decal. 
Yeah. Yeah, that kind of fits in that weird little space in the plastic molding on the bumper. Yeah. Okay. Man. Not really well, but, you know. Yeah, it is a little off-center, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, the plates. Faraday. Mars Megabyte. Man, this is tough. Yeah. Yeah. This is really tough. I think my gut is that High Mars is on the bolt. Okay. I think hmm, the the Michigan alumni thing is throwing me off because like, I'm thinking maybe maybe it's an, uh, a science. Yeah, I'm gonna go Faraday on the Jeep. Because okay. that's a sort of a deep cut, deep-ish cut science reference. Okay. Um, and I feel like that fits with like the dorky skeleton family thing. Oh, okay. Okay. And then Megabyte, I'm going to go on the Toyota because I think maybe this is like a, maybe this is a work truck. Maybe they have run a small ISP or something. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, I, I feel good about it. That's where, okay. that's where I'm going. All right. I feel like you're going to tell me that there's some clue that I missed. No, there is no clue that you missed. This is a very difficult one. I don't know. I don't know what you could do to possibly get it right. And neither did you, Ian. You got every <laughs> single one wrong. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. So Pete, Megabyte, man, I thought maybe that one might be on the Jeep. I saw that in a Whole Foods parking lot and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So PETA sent us hot Mars. Thank you, PETA. And Tara sent us Faraday on the bolt. Thank you, Tara. Man, that was a tough one. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing. There's really nothing, right? Yeah. Like you you think, like, where are these people along the path to Tesla ownership? Is this like Mm -hmm. post-Tesla? Did they get the vanity plate before? you know like to park it in advance and then they're saving up or did they come off of a tesla onto another vehicle or is tesla not even part of what they want in life Mm -hmm. right yeah i don't know i feel like it might be like that for the bolt like they don't care Mm -hmm. but the the high mars license plate on the toyota i feel like that they their next vehicle or they screwed up their vanity plate order when they had yeah. two cars to get plates for. <laughs> they, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. Could have been a Kramer ass man moment. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Man, that one was tough. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I promise the one I give you in next episode is easier. But before we cut this episode, I have a public service announcement. Okay. Okay. Ian. Um, our dear, dear friend, Jesse, the the previous owner of my delightful little nugget, Jesse Mm -hmm. is very involved with rally Colorado and she volunteers with them. They are in dire need of volunteers this year, uh, for the rally in July. Okay. It's running towards the end of July, July 22nd and 23rd, but they could use pre-event help starting on July 20th. That's a Thursday. Uh, They need volunteers to work timing controls, help at service, tech inspections, stage preparation, 
all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, this is in Rangeley, Colorado. We should call that's that. Out. About Thank to, you. About to ask. Thank yeah. you. Uh, if you're absolutely new to Rally, they are happy to teach you about stuff. Right? Ian's looking up where Rangeley is right now, so he can tell us. I am. Volunteers get a T-shirt, a goodie bag, lunch both Saturday and Sunday, and a free barbecue thank you dinner on Saturday evening. There's free lodging for volunteers at the community college dorms. Um, we will have a link in the description on YouTube of where to sign up, rallycolorado.net. There's a Facebook page with more information and scenic photos. People can absolutely reach out to Jesse at, uh, on Twitter at Jess Marimba, J-E-S-S-M-A-R-I-M-B-A, or shoot her a text over at 720-663-8581. So do that. If you are interested in at all in rally and want to see the event, be part of the event, uh, absolutely uh, get in touch with Jesse, sign up to volunteer, and yeah. be there. Yeah. So how far away is Rangeley Ian, it's, from Denver? It's, it's pretty far away from Denver. So it's like in the northwest corner. It's up by like Dinosaur National Monument, which okay. is rad if you've never been there. It's a very cool uh, place. Um, so like if you're on the Western slope of Colorado, this would be an easy thing for you to do. If you're in Utah, um, this would be pretty easy for you to get to. Oh um, yeah. So yeah. So kind of up there. Yeah. So you go to Grand Junction and then go North. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Or go through Glenwood Springs and kind of North, um, Northwest. Okay. Yep. All right. What yep. I would recommend is that you, you make a weekend out of it. And on Sunday or Monday, you take that day off of work. You hit uh, Black Canyon of the Gunnison on the way back to wherever mm -hmm. you're going. Uh, do that. I, that's my favorite thing in well, Colorado. Well, I, I would also say, so I, we've done this drive from that area because we went to Dinosaur uh, National Monument um, okay. a year or two ago. And we drove back on 40 the whole way, which oh. takes you through Steamboat and yep. then get back to Denver that way. Oh, um, and that's nice. a beautiful drive. Medicine um, Bow Route National Forest. Yeah. It's really pretty through there. So um that was a that was a cool way to, to nice. go as well. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So uh rallycolorado.net. Uh all this information will be in the YouTube description. Um, but absolutely. Uh and we'll uh we'll fire off a couple hot tweets to let uh folks know that they can volunteer for sure. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you if you do volunteer at this event, we would love to hear your experience post event. Come on the show, let us know. So yeah, so we could uh, interview you to tell you about uh, or for you to tell the folks and us uh, what you learned and, and what it was like to volunteer at a rally. Something Ian and I have never done. Yeah. So we would we yeah. would love to do that. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Ian. Dave. I think we did a car show. We did. We 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 did car show. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, if people enjoyed this, what should they do? Texas Vanity Plate seven two zero five one five one three nine one. Maybe you could do it from your Apple Vision Pro headset in a while here. <laughs> yeah. Just shout our dumb phone number into your Vision Pro headset and see what happens. Yes. Yep. But do that. Yes. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Share the show with some friends. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, everybody, thank you. We love you. Goodbye.